Welcome to episode 128 of Look at My Records. I recently had the chance to chat with an incredible artist, Samira Winter, who performs as Winter. She's about to release her third full length and her first full length on Hoboken, New Jersey's own Bar None Records. Very excited for this record. She worked with Ian Gibbs of the band Vinyl Williams on it. And based on the three singles that are already out, Say, Endless Space Between You and I, and Here I Am Existing, it's a really spacey, dense, out-of-this-world sounding album. And it drops on July 24th. We talked all about it. We also delved into the collaborative record that she released with Glenn of Triptides a few years ago, which is how I became a winter fan. Once that record came out, I started diving back into her back catalog, and it's really great stuff. We talked all about that. So the influence that the pop music of her native Brazil has on her sound, the differences between Hazy, the EP that she released last year, which is more stripped down, bedroom pop sounding record and a whole lot more to kick the show off we're gonna play a track from that ep it's called i feel it's the first track off of her 2019 ep hazy and when we come back we'll jump right into the interview you're listening to look at my records Thank you. 
we just heard I Feel off of Winter's 2019 EP, Hazy. And I'm very, very happy to be here with Winter via Zoom. So how have you been holding up with COVID-19 situation? What have you been doing? Have you been taking this time to write or just maybe recharge and relax? Yeah, I would say a little bit of both. Um, in the beginning, they're definitely, I think for a lot of people, but I, I felt very like overwhelmed and I couldn't focus. And then I had a period of writing a lot and I've actually been doing some recording. Um, so I guess in some way I've been productive in writing, but then um, I would say recently it's, it's been a little bit hard for me to get into that creative zone. I don't know, it's just, there's so many like world things happening and I don't know what it is. So I actually, I've been trying to get more into visual art and I'm gonna sort of explore that. And yeah, I don't know, I guess just finding, finding records and music that kind of inspire me the same way that um, I feel like a lot of going to shows would do that in, in some way. So just finding a different way to kind of get inspired. Yeah, it's been really challenging without shows. It's such a big part of musicians' life and even consumer of music like me. So it's been really hard. But there are a lot of different important things going on in the world right now, especially in New York and Los Angeles. Have you been taking part in any of the protests that have been going on? Yes, um, I haven't been going to too many protests. I've gone, I went to one big rally that happened last week, um, but I've just been trying to do my part in posting, reposting, donating, um, donated some proceeds to um, Black Lives Matter um, from our band camp on, I think it was like a Friday where it was like a free artist. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to coordinate with Barna on some sort of like raffle from our new record or something like that, trying to figure out a good, good way to also just bring out some donations. That's really great. It's super important. That's great that you're doing that. And you're mentioning getting in the creative zone and, and preparing for this interview. I read this and I didn't really know that you consider winter a kind of a separate persona than yourself, which I found interesting. I thought it was just your, your last name. So that's what you called yourself. How do you distinguish the two and how do you approach songwriting within the winter persona yeah you know <laughs> i think i think for a really long time i didn't realize that there was a difference between winter and samira and and i still am very much attached to winter um but i i've been realizing that it's important and and kind of healthy too i think for a lot of artists we get so wrapped up in like our uh who we are in in a band or who we are as even like i don't know visual artists maybe do that too but um and it's i've been i've been trying to to take care of samira and also be like oh what what else is samira into and then winter is definitely um it's still very much me <laughs> but um, it's, it's kind of specific i would say like there's definitely some uh delineations it's 
winter is dreamy into beautiful melodies, beautiful chord progressions, um, beautiful, also beautiful distortion. I'm, I'm really into like 4AD, shoegazy stuff. Um, finding yeah. that beautiful like pink noise thing. Um, but yeah, definitely like very much connected to the dream world. And so I, I guess my job right now is kind of exploring and trying to find out also other things that I'm into, not just that specifically. Does it let you allow you to maybe explore things creatively that you wouldn't normally, or does it keep you focused? Maybe a little bit of both or? It keeps me focused. And I think it's good sometimes, like at least for me, it's, it's kind of nice sometimes to have some boundaries in like how far I can go. Um, I've done a good job too of like, I'm always doing each record is pretty different from the next one. And in a way, I think winter is finding its identity more and more. Um, but I don't know, I guess I just realized that I'm not 100% all winter. Winter is just a part of me. But yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I'm into it. That was really surprised and fascinated when I read that. I think it's it's very cool. Um, you grew up in Brazil mostly. Uh, you lived in parts of the United States as well and then moved to Brazil. And I've read that you're influenced by Brazilian pop music and your dad uh, introduced you to punk rock and things like that. Uh, for someone like me, I'm not familiar with Brazilian pop music at all, but now I'm, I'm really interested after hearing that you're influenced by it and you try to incorporate some of it into your music. What elements specifically of Brazilian pop music have you kind of incorporated into your work as Winter? I would say the singing style um, and the melodies. Uh, it's just like, I grew up actually listening to a lot, my cat Zoe, um, I grew up listening to a lot of, um, a lot of pop, but it's like pop from the 90s, so definitely a lot more guitars. Um, but yeah, I think in Brazil, I, I think the chords also, I'm always, I'm still always learning like songs from the 70s, 60s, 50s that introduced me to cool chord shapes and progressions. And, and so I, I think Winter's been influenced in a lot of ways through the chords, through the melodies, and just through the kind of softness and, um, I guess approach of singing, it's kind of like this like smiley singing that a lot of Brazilians do. Not, it's hard to generalize, you know, yeah. but a lot of the Brazilian music that I like is like kind of like, kind of like you're whispering into someone's ear, you know? Cool. I'm definitely going to ask you for some recommendations because I'd like to check it out. <laughs> but yeah, you have a very strong voice and within a lot of music within the shoegaze and dream pop realm, depending on who you listen to, you know, the voice kind of blends a little bit but yours definitely stands out and you know i want to talk about the new record endless space between you and i and it's out on july 24th via bar none records listening to it especially compared with hazy which was more stripped down kind of bedroom pop record this is really spacey and dreamy and your music tends to be dreamy sounding but i feel like it's the most dense and kind of expansive uh, record that you've written and recorded thus far and was that kind of like a natural progression for you or did you 
set out to write and record a record that sounded like that? I think it took me a couple records to understand what kind of recording process I like. Um, and I think I finally understood that I like working with one other person and just doing song by song and kind of, if possible, writing, recording, writing, recording, so that the material always feels fresh when you go record. Um, I ended up working with my bandmate. I guess he's kind of my bandmate, but basically just like my friend Ian Gibbs. And he, he's in Vinyl Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I maybe you can hear that influence, but yeah, um, definitely. But we were just both, um, we really connected on like listening to Gold Celeste, this band from Norway, Vinyl Williams, Melody's Echo Chamber, Broadcast, MBV, obviously, like Cocktail Twins. Um, but we ended up getting really into like working together and just layering as much as possible. Yeah. And there was a lot of ambient, like we're both into ambient music, so just like creating a lot of ambient textures and so i think um our chemistry i i wrote all the songs and i would demo them and a lot of times we would use elements from my demos but we would definitely like get into a vibe of just building a whole universe that was really maximalistic totally and you can definitely hear that when listening to the record i also noticed usage of different sounds you know not necessarily musical sounds but things like field recording and like birds chirping on uh, here i am existing how were you able to work into things like that i know you explored the concept of you know kind of exploring your surroundings and how it influences you yeah i mean the thing okay a lot of this record even the lyrics it's very much about the natural world and like kind of bigger yeah i guess it kind of comes from that same vinyl williams realm like whenever i hang yeah. out with, with lionel we're just like talking about like the cosmos and the ufos and all of these things <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah so i think in a way those sounds kind of translated those themes but um one time actually i think z plane we were literally recording in my room and we heard fireworks and we just like went outside and on my like phone voice memo recorded like so some of it was just sounds but a lot of it was um the i think it was a 404 sampler that ian had that had some sounds so we use that and sometimes just like synths, like, oh, like wind sound, stuff like that. I like Z-Plane. Z-Plane is the kind of softer sounding song of the bunch, right? Yeah. And it's right in the middle too. Was that deliberate? Was it kind of like a transition? Yeah, I wanted to give breathing room. Um, also, I just for vinyl purposes, I know that it's kind of better to leave the songs that are a little bit less heavy in the middle of the record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I felt like it needed a little bit of breathing room. So it's a little break. I noticed the record's also darker. You explore some heavier topics like being in toxic relationships and isolation. And that's different than 
maybe some of the things you've addressed on your previous records and songs winter songs are mostly brighter and positive was that challenging for you to kind of explore darker things in your personal life on a record and share it with people yeah yeah it was i think it's kind of like this personal journey that i've been going through um and again it's kind of talking about the relationship between winter and samira but um definitely like for samira <laughs> um i've like had to to learn how to pay attention and kind of take care of my more shadowy side and like my um, darker feelings and so I think through I kind of embraced that it would be um, through music it's a good way to sort of channel that sort of more darker emotions sadness um, anger I think I think like in a way up until Hazy, I hadn't really done that. Maybe like a few songs in the past, always teenager, jaded kind of. But um, I think it was really after like I turned, after my mid twenties, I kind of realized I was like, oh, I want to tap into these darker feelings in a way for me to just personally grow, you know, and it's still continuing. Totally. You worked with Ian Gibbs. You collaborate with a lot of great artists. You know, you're a great artist, obviously, but you, you collaborate with a lot of great artists as well. Justice Prophet, uh, Glenn from Triptides as well. Uh, how'd you link up with Ian Gibbs to work on this record together? Um, we played a show, Winter played a show with Vinyl Williams and I met him through that. And then I guess we just kind of, he was just like a big fan of Winter and then i guess i guess i sent him um the song memoria colorida um and he really liked it it was like a demo of it and he was like well maybe we can record it so we recorded that song and then i just released it as a single and then after that it was like oh we should record together and then i showed him my demo for endless space between you and i the title track and that was written a couple years ago but it just didn't really have a place at the time with the people i was playing and the vibe i was in it just didn't fit and i showed it to him and he was like wow this is great let's work on this song and so it kind of just yeah, I guess it was just the, a connection, recep receptivity, just enthusiasm. I was like, wow, okay, cool, let's let's try this. How would you say, since you do explore on the record, your relationship with your surroundings, especially on Here I Am Existing, but you touch on it in other parts of the record as well. How would you say Los Angeles and your surroundings influenced your music? or say on Say, the song, which I think you wrote while you were in Brazil, right? And how has Brazil being there influenced your songwriting? Yeah, well, you know, Here I Am, I actually wrote when I was in Brazil. I, I would say that, that moving to LA definitely changed, um, made me into a more cosmic person in the sense of, um, I guess I just kind of embraced some like hobbies like uh, tarot, astrology, um, 
just sort of like learning. I'm definitely someone that loves being kind of like woo woo, like talking about healing and energy and all of those like things. Um, and LA kind of embraces that. I guess maybe it's just my friend group, but it's more common to have those conversations about like that symbolic language, like young. Um, so that ended up influencing the record a lot, you know, Pure Magician, that's about the tarot card, um, healing. Um, but yeah, Here I Am was based upon this poem, yeah. Mary J. Oliver's poem. Um, and I don't know, I think I was, I was on my break in Brazil. I had done, I had recorded Memoria Colorida with Ian and I was feeling really inspired with the summertime. I feel like my surroundings inspire me musically, like the summer ends up inspiring me, um, nature inspires me. It's kind of just connecting with that vibration. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it just kind of, the song just kind of came to me. And I think sometimes when you, you know, that's why it's important right now and during the quarantine to really embrace uh, resting and taking care of yourself because that's when ideas come is when you're not expecting it, when you're in the shower, when you're on the walk, you know, because that's just your subconscious acting in that moment. So, yeah, I think I've just been very open also to dreams and to those kinds of things. So, cool. Yeah. And the uh, the album is awesome, Endless Space Between You and I, and it's out on July 24th via Bar None Records. How'd you link up with the uh, the label Bar None Records? Because I'm here um, in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is one town over from Hoboken, where Bar None Records is based. And Glenn Morrow is a good friend of mine, the, the head of Bar None Records. And I remember going to visit Glenn in the offices and he was showing me uh, Justice Prophet's record and it was before they, they had linked up. So uh, did you link up through Justice Prophet? Yeah, it was through Justice. Um, I ended up doing a song with Justice and like playing shows with him and I think that's kind of the first time they heard about me. And then um, Mark, who does A&R, um, I think he like followed me on Instagram and it was right around the time I was almost losing hope on finding a label. I was kind of at the moment where I was like, oh, whatever, like, I'm just going to put it on myself. Like I was kind of, I was just so over it. It's funny how sometimes it's like that. It's like, the yeah. moment you're over it. You're just, I was just yeah. whatever. And then it happens. Yeah. I was like, I I'm so tired of, I know this record's amazing. It's so frustrating sometimes how like this whole label music industry thing works um and then he just followed me on instagram and i saw that he followed me and i followed him back and then i just messaged him i was like hey like i'm a big fan of your label i have a new record can you send it to me he was like yeah i heard it next day just called me spent an hour talking on the phone and yeah the rest is history and it's out on july 24th on purple vinyl and cassette and maybe cd i don't remember yeah Possibly. cassette cd wait let me see i have the vinyl over here it's very rainbowy it's beautiful yeah beautiful cover art and on the website it has that purple vinyl on it uh -huh. and it looks great so it's cool 
So I did I did want to ask you about the collab album with Glenn from Triptides because that's how I first really got into you and I've been a big fan of Triptides for a long time and listening to that record Estrella Magica I thought it was really cool how it was a great unison of your two sounds that are similar but also very distinct Triptides really hones in on that psychedelic pop sound and you're more kind of shoegaze and dream pop lane type of thing. How did you guys collaborate on a full record and how were you able to kind of strike the balance like that? Um, well, what happened was in, I would say maybe it was 2015, um, basically from there was like a couple of years where I was just kind of writing like I would like write a song in that was like I was during the Ethereality record so I would write a song and be like oh this is super like winter like Ethereality and I'd just bring it to my band at the time and we'd work it out and then I would write a song in Portuguese and be like oh this is for the Glenn Triptides record yeah. um, so it was kind of fun well, the moment that Glenn and I met we bonded so much he knows how to speak Portuguese we just like we just I bonded. didn't know that that's cool yeah he's you know he's such a smart guy he he's really good with languages he's an amazing musician can just play shred at any instrument so when we met I was like wow this is so cool you're so into Brazilian music I'm so into Brazilian music um and yeah, so I would just, I would write a song, kind of like this past record, but it was more spaced out. I'd write a song in Portuguese and I was like, oh, this is the vibe for that record. And then, so, but but it took a while and it took a while to, to release, but I'm glad that, you know, everything's out. And it was, it was a really fun time. He, he was so fast too, we'd meet up and we would just like, he would just lay the drums and then we put it on his tape machine. It was all recorded to tape on this like 16 track uh, Tascam. So it has that more lo-fi trip. Yeah, totally. Sound. Yeah. But yeah, it was super fun. So, so fun. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible, incredible record. And you do write music in Portuguese, lyrics in Portuguese and English as well. How do you decide if you're going to write a song in Portuguese, does it just come naturally? Yeah, I would say like, for the most part, my whole process slash just like my lifestyle is very much like intuitional, like natural, whatever comes. Um, but there was definitely a time, and I think that was the time where I was really intentionally being like, I want to write more songs in Portuguese. I want to do a full record, basically. And right now, that actually hasn't been so much my priority. So it's it's definitely a thing where you, once you're aware of it, you're like, oh, I really want to, this is important to me. I want to do that. Um, but I think with every winter record, I try to at least have one song in Portuguese or at least a part, a section of it. But yeah. Cool. Well, I do want to play the three songs from the record for everyone to enjoy. I can't wait for everyone to hear the whole thing on July 24th again. It's out on Bar None Records. You can get it on limited edition vinyl, cassette, or compact disc via bar-none.com. Highly encourage everyone to do it. And 
these three singles all incredible and a great snapshot of the record i would say here i am existing endless space between you and i and say i also wanted to mention i really liked the uh, video the where you act out the tarot card characters oh yeah well. what's what's your sign by the way i'm a taurus son interesting i'm a cancer Ooh, that's cool my venus is in cancer everyone has all the signs basically in their chart somewhere um it's kind of like tarot it's like you know, we'll all go through every card, probably. It's just like the history of humanity. But um, but yeah, that's cool that you're a Cancer. Cool. Yeah, it's almost my birthday. <laughs> I had a quarantine birthday. Yeah, my fiance did too, but I made it good. We got cake, flowers, stuff, went for a walk. It was all good. So. Good. All right, so we're going to play the three singles from Winter's forthcoming album, Endless Space Between You and I. We're going to hear Say, the title track, Endless Space Between You and I, and Here I Am Existing. And since we talked about Estrella Magica, the collab album between Winter and Triptides, I'm going to play my favorite song from the record, I Just Want to Be With You.
All right, we're back. We heard the three singles from Winter's forthcoming album, Endless Space Between You and I, which again is out on July 24th via Bar None Records. You can pre-order it via bar-none.com. We heard Say, the title track, Endless Space Between You and I, Here I Am Existing, and I also threw in a beautiful track from Estrella Magica, I Just Want to Be With You. And now we're going to play some records that you picked from my record collection. What was the first one that you selected? So I actually selected, I think technically it's an EP, but a band, they're from Long Island. Mr. Twin Sister, they used to just be Twin Sister. Twin Sister. And why did they change? Because I don't like them as much anymore. I know. (laughs) The thing is, okay, that song, Lady Daydream. Beautiful song. What a song. I literally want to cry. That song is just like a world that I want to live in. It's so beautiful. Those two EPs, Color Your Life and Vampires with Dreaming Kids, are incredible. Really solid dream pop songs. Really takes me back to that period in time. So magical. I, I also am very nostalgic for 2010, 2011 indie music. Love that era. So much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to be 33. We're about the same age. So I, I remember that time very fondly in indie time. music. Such a good time. Dear Hunter. Um, who else was I listening to at that time? There's just like a lot of good indie music. It was a great time for indie rock. Yola Tango put out a great album in 2009, uh, Popular Songs. Really great time. I do miss it a lot, but it's okay. We have our memories, Corey right? Ma. Yes. It was kind of like that chill wave era too. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of guitar music, like Animal Collective. Um, yeah, it was just really good. Yeah, but Lady Daydream. That's cool. prime selection. Great choice. One of my favorite songs of all time. Definitely. I love the album art too. So much. They captured a vibe so perfectly with those two EPs. Such a vibe. Total vibe. Such a vibe. Um, and actually the next thing that I chose, I think might be that same era, coincidentally. Pains of being pure at heart. Um I saw that you had the, I think it's like a seven inch, but I wasn't sure yeah. you had the first record. I do. Yeah. So yeah, that first record, I, I saw that you had the seven inch for Come Saturday. Um, that's definitely, all of that stuff was a really big influence for me because I was I was in Boston for college. Go, a lot of those shows, going to hearing that music being presented to that music for the first time. Um, and so, yeah, I just, that record definitely influenced me, still influences me today. I want to make music like that. I love that kind of twee vibe. Oh, the twee vibe is great. Yeah, Pains of Being Pure at Heart and the whole Slumberland Records releases of that are really strong stuff. I always like Pains of Being Pure at Hearts. It's also something, a lot of the songs you can dance to as well, you know? And it has, that record has this sort of like sparkly crunch sound that's so like, it's just a saturation that's so pleasing, you know? Totally. Another excellent selection, Samira. 
What's next? <laughs> well, with the last, I wanted to choose something Sarah Records because I love Sarah Records. Oh, I, I chose Yola Tango and Teenage Fan Club. Um, I got, I have some Sarah Records too. I have Sea Urchins. I have uh, another Sunny Day. Ooh, oh my gosh, yeah. I love them. I love that kind of very innocent, um, innocent teenager vibe too. Like so totally. Much. Sarah Records. I'm in a Sarah Records Facebook group. People are really into it, and so am I. So Ooh, I need you should join it. It's good. I need a show. It's good. Do you like it's a good softies? Facebook group. Do you like the softies? Oh, I love the softies. Oh, I love Rose Melberg is so underrated. Yeah. She's she has a really great soft voice. And I feel like what she did with the softies, you know, just kind of the bare bones, guitar, bass, no drums. There's a lot of bands that, you know, kind of like tried to do that too. So it's yeah. really influential thing that Rose Melberg did. Yeah, definitely. So Yola Tango? Yeah, I, I'm i a big, I put on, I think I chose the song um, from Painful, from a Motel 6, but I also am a huge fan of that uh, Today is the Day EP. Yeah, me too. I love that. So that version of today of today is the day. I prefer that sped up version to the original. Wait, which version do you prefer? The more acoustic or the more rock and roll? The the rock and roll. Yeah, one. me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's why oh I got God. that EP because sometimes they'll play that version live. Once in a while, they'll play the sped up version. Sped up. Oh, I would love yeah. to see that. I love that song so much, and I love it's a great song so much. And yeah, just well, like that kind of more noisy Yola Tango vibe. Yeah. Well, we'll play both from a Motel Six and the sped up version of <laughs> Today Is the Day, <laughs> and then a Teenage Fan Club. Which Teenage Fan Club album <laughs> did you select? Well, okay, I think I chose. Uh, what you do to me on Bandwagon-esque, because I do love that record so much, too. Bandwagon-esque, the, like, their most well-known best, I think it's their best one, it's too. So I, I like that one. Yeah, I like that They're album a lot. They're just good songwriters. We're going to play all of these records right now. Samira, no wonder Winter's music is so good. You have great taste <laughs> in music. All right, so we're going to play Samira's Picks. We're going to hear Lady Daydream off of Color Your Life by Twin Sister. Come Saturday by The Pains of Being Pure at Heart off of the Come Saturday 7-inch. From a Motel 6 off of Painful by the one and only Yola Tango. And Double Dose of Yola Tango will also be hearing Today is the Day off of the Today is the Day EP. And we'll wrap up the set with What You Do To Me by Teenage Fan Club off of their incredible album, Bandwagon-esque.
All right, we're back. We just played a bunch of records selected by my guest, Samira. Winter, better known as Winter. So great talking to you. I was so happy. I had such a fun time talking to you over Zoom. Hope to see you play live in New York or somewhere someday, like next year or something. I'm craving the last show that I played in New York was a solo show in December at Market Hotel. And it was such a great vibe that I was like, oh, I really want to play more in New York. So next year, probably, I don't know. No one really knows what's happening, but I definitely want to come to New York soon. Totally. And it'll be fun. And what else? I've asked this question at the end of every recent interview, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do you have planned for the rest of the year? (laughs) But there's no shows and stuff now that I'm realizing. But the record's coming out July 24th on Bar None Records. Yeah, we actually have two more music videos, too, that are going to come out. Oh, that's great. It's kind of a secret, I guess, because we haven't really posted about it. But I don't tell anyone. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we have those two music videos, record coming out. And then I'm going to do a live stream at this venue. That's kind of like a warehouse space um, called Nonplus Ultra on the day of my record release. So yeah, gonna be playing those songs live and who knows what's gonna happen the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big question mark and we just have to look forward to 2021 and hopefully things will be better. Yeah, I think think we should just all take the opportunity. That's what I'm trying to see it as. It's like an opportunity to gear up, to learn, to 
just explore more of your internal world and get ready for when we can go out and do stuff. Yeah, I feel like we'll all really appreciate it once we can. Mm-hmm. And it'll be that much better. Definitely. So I did want to play one more song. We were talking about playing Staying In, your collaborative track with Justice Prophet. How'd this song come about? Well, um, I, yeah, I wrote it in this tuning that's open D. And I was like, wow, Justice has such a great voice. Um, I was wondering if he wanted to sing it with me. And when I was when I was recording it, it didn't really have the that kind of like chuggy guitar with the like he he added he added a lot of cool guitars. I just had the chord progression. Um, so yeah, so we he played some guitar and sung on it, and it just felt right. It felt like I wanted it to be really in a way kind of Elliot Smithy and he's really good with that vibe. And this is on the Hazy EP which came out last year on cassette, your first release for Bar None Records. You could get the cassette via bar slash none.com or bar dash none.com, not slash. <laughs> and the album is out July 24th, everyone. You could get it on vinyl, cassette, CD, can't wait for everyone to hear it. Samira, thank you so much thank you for so talking much, to Tom. me today. This was it so was a great. lot of fun. This is so great. And, yeah, looking forward to meeting you in the future, seeing you play live. Yes. And here it is from Winter's 2019 EP, Hazy, Staying In, featuring Justice Prophet.
Thank you.